0: Hello everyone, are you all ready for another episode of this amazing podcast series, Iconic Ads with Devlina and Saurav? Well, we are again here to enlighten you with some interesting ad campaign insights which will help you learn diverse marketing strategies. Today we have Suman Verma as our guest speaker. Suman Verma has over 26 years of experience working with brands and businesses in India. She has held leadership positions with the WPP Group and JWT and Rediffusion y She is an expert leader with a track record of look, looking for consumer insights that help build businesses and increase revenues.
1: And I have my expert co-host with me, Saurabh Bajaj. Hi, Saurabh.
2: Hi, hi guys. Great to be here Devlina.
1: Yeah. I'm so excited about this conversation once again, Saurav. Sora, what we are going to talk today.
2: So, you know, uh, we have talked about so many campaigns now, which are all national in nature, hmm. but you know, sometimes uh, the passion or the true marketing in a campaign comes when the creative team feels really challenged and where the client, no matter who it is, is got a tough brief. So you know what, and sometimes those jewels are there tucked away in small regions, right? So maybe we should cover a regional campaign this time where there was a serious challenge given to the creative team and how they fought that. Yeah.
1: So uh, I have something in mind and I have a guest who uh, actually was here and we can actually talk about a brand which is local but they have come up with this very unconventional approach towards uh, this ad campaign so yeah sh-
2: hey, Go for it!
1: I'm happy to announce our guest for today Ms. Suman Verma. Hi Suman!
2: Hi Suman! Good to have you here! I not you tell us uh, a little bit you know of the, the, the pre-setup like uh, you know what was your role? Uh-
3: so you know in JWT this happened in JWT Calcutta now in JWT Calcutta for I don't think that when we were growing up in JWT Calcutta there was ever a planner right and uh, so as account management it was expected that if you're facing the client then you have to be going fully prepared to be able to know what you're going to be talking about and and I'm talking of those days and I think uh, uh, you know creator was not a department it was the culture of the organizations so everybody had to wear a creative hat and uh, so we would do that so when account management was responsible for account planning and to be able to do the insight mining for the creative team by which time I had done so much of talks in different college campuses and had met so many girls I knew the girl that I had in mind and you know the girl that you see the model in that campaign is somebody who just come to meet me in uh, in my office yeah. and I was just sitting and looking at her and I was thinking that she had the prettiest smile and she was nice and little chubby and a roly poly girl and she had scanty hair but she had this little short hair and uh, so I just thought this is the girl who should be the model, so I called this girl Suchi from uh, The trader, and I said come running here, I think we've got the model, so she came and uh, she looked at her and she says oh my god how misty her smile is, what a pretty cute smile she's got. So I said that's it, we're just doing our bus shot and we need her smile to capture everything. And she had the liquid brown So we said, you know, we're there, we don't need to spend money also because you know, we didn't need much because if you notice, uh, our clothes were very simple and stuff like that. So, I think on production for that particular shoot, we had spent something like Thousand bucks or so, because we just got those nice uh, T-shirts, and that's about it. We told her, "You come in your jeans, and we'll give you the T-shirts that you want. They're all going to be white, and this is how it will be." So, very honestly, I think in my early days in jwt Calcutta, the creative servicing and the planning were all moved into one so we'd do it because i had anyway had a bit of my art background so they would even trust me to come up with a lot and i'd tell them "Shara, up i dress better than you do so <laughs> i'll take that call <laughs> so, you know when you're working on such lean budget so you have to be very clear on what each of us would do So it was amazing i think you know
2: yeah so we i uh, stole the part of. You know, what was your role, how did you uh, come across the campaign? Uh, but tell us a little bit more, like, uh, you know, uh, you mentioned in passing that it was a very small client with just a 1 lakh retainer. But, uh, you know, what was really the key challenge that he was facing and what was the uh, big problem that you had to solve for? It? you had to just pick on the problem and the client.
3: So, the problem for a client like that was that, right, he, he needed to have an imagery, which he didn't have. People really assume that this is really for people who were financially not too strong. That's the kind of clientele that they would get, very lower order B income group of that uh, socio-economic group. And yet, you know, his aspirations as a jeweller was to be able to get very good clientele because he had, you know, I think they had a lot of gold in stock and they could do any designs that they wanted they were in while we were doing the repositioning exercise they were also working on the design and to reposition themselves come up with you know designer design sets rather than anything else because in Bengal if you know the gold jewelry is mostly handcrafted right Hmm. and handcrafted gold jewelry has a very big market not just in Bengal but even outside but he had this whole challenge of you know how do I change the perception of the people because People saw them as very middle of the road kind of brand and second thing like I said they were only very well-known in the astrogen segment. Now, having said that and uh, these were his challenges.
2: Let
1: let
3: let me just
2: uh, tease out the the first part of the the conversation, right? So, you know, uh, I think from the point of view of segmentation, it's quite interesting because you know you have you have your existing base of consumers, which are probably not the most money yeah and hence pivoting to youth is a great idea because yes. youth will have a similar put down price right yes. but then the drivers will be very different right sure. so you so you have your know, usefulness as a driver and that also helps you then pivot into a different set of demands sure so i would say that uh, that from a segmentation standpoint uh the changing of target group is of course very interesting. Yes, and And that too uh, for
3: an astral gem, which is not a segment that most youths would consider, right? uh, Because it's not something that you it's not cool to be wearing so many finger rings. And most of the astral gems are to be worn in your finger because that's where they say that the maximum sun rays touch your skin, and that's how the stones have an effect on your body, right? So, when people because one or two things I remember him saying was that you know a lot of these young people come and they'd say that okay fine I'm willing to take on the astral gems but make earrings out of this but mm. it doesn't have the same effect you still have to wear the coral and you still have to wear the pearl and a lot of uh, astral things they would said that you know you can't wear it in gold but it has to be gilded in silver so, you know, when you get into that astral bit, it's, it's very tough because the rules are inflexible there.
2: Yeah, no, so that's also interesting for me because you know, you are using the strength of the dweller, which yeah. is Astral Gems. And you are able to, yeah, and you're able to use positioning to, to turn it on it, head. You yes. Know? So you use positioning to take the core of your client, which is, ast- yes. which is Astral Gems, right? Into a new cohort. So, that yes. I think from the point of view of segmentation and positioning sure. is very interesting. This whole thing of, you know, moving from traditional category codes to so youth codes uh, must have been quite a challenge to arrive at. So, where did you get the conviction to be able to do?
3: So, I, I think, you know, at that time like i said that you know because we were speaking so much to the consumer the right tg the college kids and all of it and i think i i would remember that we, we went to i think four or five colleges and we took saint xavier's because that was my alma mater and i said that this would be the last parking lot Loreto, and this where do you find the sophisticated crowd while we go into the absolute uh, you know the bengali audiences where you really find them but that's when you realize that you know youth is a youth whether you are bengali speaking or you're english speaking the aspirations are more or less the same the drivers for them were more or less the same and you know when you package those conversation and you tell them that you know, do you believe in relationships do you believe in a career do you believe that you have the depth of a personality what is your character how do you define a character you know when you spoke on different different kind of things we saw that they were all talking the same language and they all said that you know whatever it takes to float my boat eventually that's what we'll do so for that if my mother tells me that doesn't be a conventional bride, right, I do it though I don't believe in that kind of marriages if I believe that you know if wearing pearls makes me less emotional I don't mind it because it's an aid in my life so you know when you realize that this kind of thoughts were already there but were perhaps it was not something that people were doing it out of choice you know, it's, it's like something was being shoved down your throat and you had to wear it. You're not getting married. Therefore, your something is, your some stars are not favoring you. Wear the string. That's where resistance was coming. So it was not a choice. So if you notice in our campaigns, we never spoke about any of those things. We said that we looked at the depth of your perspective personality your different kind of personality types We and which was all about those those were the days where your archetypes were really emerging right and he said mm. what if somebody's a magician and somebody is this but you take that one element out of it and you bung it into that copy and you allow mm. that person to identify so it was just that you know it was no rocket science very honestly it was i think you know they gave us the ideas we sort of put it together and we said Oh my God, Linda Goodman is better than you know having any marketing guru sitting right there because it's all there. You
2: know what I found also fascinating is typically jewelry might show young people, but they talk to the parents because the money is with the parents, right? Yes. So you show young people, but you show young people dressed heavily in jewelry, which a young person will not relate to.
3: Yes. Right. So
2: you're showing. You're showing somebody young, they were actually talking to the parents saying that, you know what, this is what your daughter could look like. Yeah,
3: right. Or this is
2: what your son could look like. Right? I think yes. the, the change that happened here and why the change, the tone of voice was so interesting is because you're talking directly to the uh, youth cohort. Saying that, what, instead yes. of your parents trying to convince you and you trying to overcome their resistance, if I talk to you, I will uh, create a easier bond.
1: And what I liked about this, uh, especially this segment, yeah. Yeah. That drives uh, into the fear uh, emotion, fear of emotion, right? But here it's not. at all focusing on the fear. It is focusing on the free will, on or on the on your you know youthfulness, on your uh, your own personality. So it's it's so much about uh, you know your own thing, uh, and and that is what I think a youth relates to. Did that impact the consumer mind also in the same way, like how we are feeling and the mind shift also? Oh, yeah, it
3: did. It was, that's what I said, it went on to becoming a case study of sorts because uh, every time you know, there was a, a talk to happen, they would invite us to come and make this conversation. We went to so many universities to present a case study that how a local jeweller had really changed the perception game. Okay, so sort of
1: tell me about what are the
2: three key takeaways and learning from today's conversation. Great. So, you know, I think the most important thing, Deglina, is that every brand has to recognize what its core is, right? And in this case, you know, this jewelry brand realized that their core is actually something just traditional, which was their knowledge of astral gems, the fact that astral gems are linked to our lives and our personalities, and that might have been an old world benefit. But if they wanted to pivot towards a new consuming cohort, they could figure out how do you repackage the same core into something which is modern and contemporary. And that's where they came up with this idea of linking it to horoscopes and Linda Goodman. I think that was a great idea. And I think that's the first thing, you know, you have a brand core, figure out a new consumer and figure out how to pivot. I think that's the first learning. The second thing which I found really fascinating about this case study is the fact that when you're going after a new consuming cohort, right, you have to be able to figure out what is the self-image of that consumer. And and you know, like I always say, it's not about understanding just our brands. It's about understanding a consumer. So if you have to go after a consumer, you have to decode that consumer's personality. And the way they did that so beautifully was a little bit of poetry in the text. And any young person who would read that poetry and text would say, yes, that is what I really am. This brand understands right? And that is really where the mastery of uh, marketing really comes up yeah and third and this is a slightly unconventional learning but the third is as a client you really learn you have to learn how to trust your partner all of the things which is probably provided by this brand ad agency was challenging which was tough it was it was bold i mean a a brand like that had never done creative work like that whether you do it on print or outdoor or buildings you know whether it is the whole you know the, the part of uh Doing the unconventional launch for the new store all of this thing was unconventional you needed guts you needed somebody to be bold and daring and hence if you can trust your creative partners you can get the best out of them yeah so in summary there are three key takeouts the first takeout is understand your brand core understand the needs of the consumer pivot from there second decode your consumers understanding bring it alive through the insightful you know communication that you develop and third trust your creative partners For mind blowing work, which not just wins the world but really wins where it matters in the consumer world.
1: Wow, these are very powerful and uh, you know, very uh, core uh, of marketing. Yeah, so thank you for sharing those insights with us and with our viewers, Saurabh, once again. So, we had a lovely conversation and uh, very powerful takeaways.
2: Late, already looking forward to next week, dearly.
0: Yeah, same here,
2: Sora.
0: You must have heard the saying, "Doing business without advertisement is like winking at the girl in the dark," and who wouldn't want to do do it right? Uh, take this part. I'm retaking it, the end part. You must you must have heard this saying, "Doing business without advertisement is like winking at the girl in the dark." And who would want to do the, this, right? So, I hope this podcast will help you understand the strategic thinking which was there while the ma- making of the interesting PC Chandra ad campaign. Thank you for listening. Follow us for such amazing and engaging ad campaign insights.